0: Welcome to episode 206 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, formerly known as Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are talking about what happens when you don't hit a goal. This is a big scary thing, right? When we're thinking about reaching for goals and creating goals, what happens if we don't make it? We're going to talk all about that. And I'm going to give you examples from my own life of a goal I still haven't made that I've been working on for close to ten years. And I'll show you how it's okay if you don't hit goals. Okay. I'm going to give you tools to manage that. Just as an intro right now, at the time that you're listening to this, you can come join me in my back on track boot camp. This is a two week boot camp where I will take you from feeling off track and kind of not knowing how to get yourself going again to feeling like you're back on track with a plan more simply and more easily than you ever thought possible, where you can get back on track on your busiest of weeks, doesn't matter if you're on call, or if you have a whole lot of extra clinics, or if you're behind in your notes, you can still get yourself back on track. Head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash boot camp for that to come join us in that back on track boot camp. We're starting in about a week from when you're listening to this. So make sure you head over and register so that you save a seat and you don't miss any of the fun stuff. All right, that's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash bootcamp. Okay, my weekly tip, honestly, this was a groundbreaking thing when I figured it out in my own life and I've been using it a lot. And as we head into the fall and the sky's darker, I'm waking up when it's dark out. If I go for a run, it's dark out in the early mornings. And it's a little bit gray, not doing all the fun stuff, not being able to go swim in the lake, all the things I was doing in the summer. I always naturally feel a little bit of a like of my energy levels. And then the kids go back to school and you're juggling new after school activities and all that. And honestly, the last couple of weeks have been tough. This week was better at the time of recording. The week before, though, was hard. It was not a great week for me. And so, my tip is reframing things like, having a good mood, having energy, having time, not as things that you wait to happen to you. I used to think that. I would sit there and tell myself, I don't have any energy. I'm just, I'm always so tired. I'm feeling so low. I'm feeling so sad or anxious or things like that. I don't have any time. All of these things were conversations I would have with myself that felt like I was speaking the truth. And lots of the physicians that I coach have similar thoughts about their time and their energy levels. It is so much better if you decide that you get to be the one in control of these things. So when I notice myself feeling like I'm tired, I come back to saying, how am I creating energy? What am I doing to create energy? And for me, the answer comes down to, am I exercising? Because exercising, even if it feels like I'm too tired to exercise, it creates energy for me. I've proven that to myself over and over again. Am I eating healthy? Am I sticking pretty low carb? Because when I'm sticking low carb, I have more energy. Am I sleeping well? Am I going to bed at a decent time and sleeping well? When I sleep better, I have more energy. Taking back the ownership and empowering yourself to create your energy, to create a better mood, to create more time is fantastic because we're so used to feeling like those things are outside of our control. And the reality is, a good portion of them are in our control. So, for the mood, if you're feeling like you're a little bit like, wah, like I was a couple of weeks ago, again, the question becomes, okay, what am I going to do to create a better mood? Instead of waiting for a better mood to happen to me, it's taking more of a proactive approach. And so what I did was there were some days where I was really lazy to give myself space in case that's what I needed. There was the days where I had some solid afternoon naps and they were lovely, not going to lie, <laughs> but they actually didn't improve my mood. It, I tried it and I was still like, and still felt tired. So then I was like, okay, it's not that I'm lacking sleep. What else do I need to do to improve this? Do I need to journal more? So I started journaling more. Do I need to Get out and exercise more during the daylight. Start doing that more. Do I need to have some social activities? Because when school went back in, all the kind of fun stuff disappeared. Start focusing on that and that started to make a difference. Time the same thing. If you feel like you don't have enough time, the question becomes, how am I going to create time? Because you can spend your life feeling like you don't have enough time. One of the most powerful things coaching has done for me is given me the permission that I can create my own time and i can be the one in control of my time as well as my energy levels and my mood so contemplate that see where you're passing off power in these areas and where you could start to take it back where you could decide okay how do i create more of what i want in this area okay let's talk about missing goals we are really goal oriented as physicians right and we're used to achieving most things that we put our minds to It's kind of one of our hallmarks, right? We're high achievers and we like to get the gold star. We like to get the A's and we have a lot of times in our life where we have been successful. So when we start talking about setting goals that feel big and we're not sure if we're going to reach them, that can feel really scary. It can feel like there's something risky involved if we don't make the goal. And so I wanted to share a story with you guys about one of my goals that I still have not reached. And like I said in the intro, I've been working on it for close to 10 years, maybe 10 years. I can't remember the exact year, but I have a goal of running a half marathon in less than 2 hours. And for those of you that don't run, if you're a like recreational runner, often that 2 hour mark is a little bit like like it's a big mark for people who run half marathons. If you're a really fast half marathon listening to this and you're like in the, you know, 150s, 140s, 130s, well, you know, good on you. <laughs> I'm not there. To give you guys context, when I started running half marathons, I was about two and a half hours. And when you're trying to cut a half hour off, that's a big chunk of time over the course of a half marathon. Like when you look at the pace difference, pace per mile or pace per kilometer, it's actually quite a significant difference to cut that much time off. So I ran a half, like I said, about 10 years ago. And it definitely was not a two-hour half. I can't remember the exact time that one was. But I was with a friend at a conference after the half. And I remember sitting with her and saying, you know what? I'm coming back next year. I'm running the same race. And I'm going to do it in under two hours. And I felt so confident about it. And back then, that was before I'd lost all my weight. And I thought, you know what? If I have this goal that's not weight-related directly, it's going to help me stay focused on my eating because in order to support myself in this goal I'm going to have to eat healthy and probably lose some weight I was actually at an obesity medicine conference which was you know like back then I had so much drama in my mind about being an obesity medicine doctor and not being able to lose weight it's so it's funny anyway so I was trying to figure out being at this obesity medicine conference how am I going to get this weight off and in the past the ways I've been really successful in sticking to changes is if i'm making changes because of my running because i can get really passionate about my running i can get really excited about running goals and i can do a lot of things for it that i can't just for a scale number and you know that sort of thing is really useful to figure out for yourself about your motivators that really work for you and running might not be yours and that's totally fine but figuring out okay what is yours what is a thing that lights you up where you're willing to create changes and do hard stuff in order to reach goals and can you link them together can you create a goal in that area that helps support you in your weight loss healthy eating area so i set this goal of an under 2 hour half and i tried and it didn't work. I feel like the next one, it's been so long, it's hard to remember what happened each year. But I feel like the next one, I was maybe even slower. <laughs> I, like, I think I may have gone backwards from what I was that particular year. But you know what? I never lost a goal. Like, yes, I was disappointed in some of my future runs, but I never lost the goal. It was always in my mind that I was going to work towards it. So, and I kept working towards it. And I got as close as 2.08, so eight minutes from the goal. And then the pandemic happened and I haven't actually run in a real life half marathon ever since due to some, I've registered for a couple and I just have had injuries and stuff. So I've recently registered for this same half in next May. And again, I'm going to be going for that under two hour half time. And that's why I figured I'd record this podcast because it's fresh this week because I just registered. For the half. And this time, I think, you know, there's a good chance I could because I've been doing some things differently. And I think that's a really important piece that we'll talk about in a bit. But if you miss your goal, and if you don't reach your goal, you don't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again to try to get there. You need to do something different. You need to try different things. And honestly, I did the same. I think for a few years, I was essentially doing the same thing over and over again. And yeah, it didn't give me a different result, right? If you do the same thing, you'll get roughly the same result. How do you approach this for yourself? How do you manage it when you are either you've missed a goal or you kind of have a goal and you can see that you're not going to make it? What do you do then? How do you manage it? So first of all, I think let's go back to what is the purpose of goals? Why do we set goals? What are they meant to do for us? And the purpose of a goal is to give you a place to aim. So I have an under two hour half. So I have this place that my brain is aiming. And like today when I was at my workout class and we're on the treadmill and my legs were getting tired and we're running some intervals, my brain was like, I'm learning, I'm practicing running when my legs are tired because I want to run a two-hour half. It gives me a place to aim and to focus and to help me pull through when things are hard. A goal does not tell me anything about me. A goal is solely for me to help me aim my energies. And this brings me to the next question is, where do we go wrong with goals? What are the mistakes that we're making with goals? Well, number one is we make them mean something about us. So we set a goal and we set the goal, remember? And then when we don't make it, we decide that something's wrong with us because we didn't make it. We make it mean that we failed. Another mistake we make with goals is we hold tight to the original goal. A goal can be flexible. Like I I firmly stated with this half marathon goal, I would be coming back the next year and doing it. And I have not yet done it. That does not mean I'm not going to. It does not mean all the effort i put into running The half marathons I have done and the half marathons I didn't get to do because I got injured was for waste, not at all. That having the goal and aiming and working towards it and figuring out what you need to do differently and pushing yourself when you are a little bit uncomfortable, all of those skills have value whether or not you reach the goal. The goal actually isn't the value of goal setting. The value of setting and going after goals is everything that happens between you and that goal. All the management of your thoughts, all the cheerleading you need to do for yourself, all the changes and the growth that you need to have personally in order to reach that goal. That's the value of the goal. So the mistakes we make is we use the goal against ourselves. And the problem with this Is when we use a goal against ourselves, it makes us not want to set goals or it makes us fear goals or it makes us set small goals because it feels uncomfortable to reach and set a big goal because we're afraid of what's going to happen if we don't reach it. Nothing wrong happens if you don't reach a goal. Only bad thing that happens when you don't reach a goal is what you say to yourself, how you talk to yourself. If you don't reach a goal and you are totally in control of that, you get to decide how you want to talk to yourself. If you don't reach a goal, this is really, really big because, you know, especially in the weight loss area where I hear people say, well, you know, I'd like to lose this much, but I'm afraid that's too big of a goal. What if I don't make it? So what? If you don't make it, then you get to decide if you want to modify it. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But the only thing that's uncomfortable about not making it is what you say to yourself. And we can always work and change what we say to ourselves. It's okay to feel disappointed if you don't reach a goal, but you can feel disappointed and then get back at it. It's, that's different from feeling disappointed, blaming, beating yourself up, and ending up in a pity party about not reaching the goal and maybe even going backwards from the goal. They're different. We can't be afraid of goals if we want to progress. If we have things we want to create in our life, if we want to grow as an individual, goals are a really good way to do it. But we have to figure out how to manage goals properly so that they're a really powerful tool we use, not something that we're afraid of. And that's what I'm going to teach you today. How do you do that? Okay, so what do you do if you've missed a goal? How do you manage this? Number one is you have to remember that goals are arbitrary. So when we set a goal, we set a couple of arbitrary things. We set the exact goal. Let's use a scale number as an example. That number on the scale is arbitrary. It's us thinking in the future, what number on the scale do we think is going to work for ourselves? That's totally arbitrary. The second piece is we say, how long do I think it will take me to reach that? Also arbitrary. And also something we don't 100% have direct control over. We have control over what we eat and how much physical activity we do. We don't always have control over what our body does with that and how quickly it loses the weight, which is, you know, something to consider. So if you've missed a goal, recognizing that the goal was always arbitrary. It's a created thing. You created it. It's fictional in a way because you just pulled it out of your mind and said, I would like to do this by then. So like my running goal, I would like to run a two hour half marathon in a year. Totally arbitrary. Why two hours? Well, it's a nice round number and I hear people talk about it in running magazines. (laughs) Why next year? Well, it seems like long enough for me to do it. Totally arbitrary. Number two, step back and release judgment. Like I said, it's okay to feel disappointed. Let yourself feel disappointed but then step back and release the judgment that you might have about the fact you didn't reach your goal. It's not the time to show yourself everything that you did wrong in this. That's not going to be helpful for you. Step back and recognize it's okay to set goals and to not hit them. Totally fine. You could set a thousand goals and not hit them and still create amazing things in your life. Because like I said, it's not hitting the goal that creates the amazingness in your life. It's the journey to the goal that creates the amazingness. Number three, refresh yourself about why you wanted the goal in the first place. We often lose track of that, right? Like there's times where that two hour thing doesn't matter to me and I've forgotten why it ever mattered. There'll be times in your weight loss journey where that number on the scale or the size of clothes or whatever your other reason is just doesn't seem to matter as much because you've forgotten why it was important. It's really easy for our brains to forget that. So as you come up to a goal and you're wanting to reevaluate a goal, you need to reassess and remind yourself, why was it important? And you get to ask yourself, is this still important? Because maybe it's not anymore. And that's okay too. But don't tell yourself a goal isn't important because you're afraid you're not going to make it. Don't do that to yourself. But if you're like, you know what, my life has changed, I've changed my opinions on some things, and I think I want to focus on a different goal instead, that's okay. But like your reasons for changing it. Don't change it because I think this goal is too big. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to make it. Nothing I'm doing seems to work. Therefore, I don't think this goal matters to me anymore. Don't do that to yourself. That's selling yourself really short. And that's using the goal against yourself. Number four, be curious about why the goal didn't happen look at it and think about, was it a timing issue? Like, are you getting progress towards the goal, but maybe you just need more time to reach it? Was it an action issue? Were you thinking about the goal, but maybe not making changes in your actions that you were taking on a day-to-day basis in order to reach it? And again, remember, we're talking about all this without judgment. This is all just curiosity. Or is it a skills issue? Is it that you know, you're working on taking action, but maybe there's a missing skill that you need in order to reach this goal. Number five, plan on doing something different. Like I mentioned at the beginning, don't do it the same. (laughs) If you do it the same, you'll probably get the same results. Unless I'd say the one thing, if you feel it's really just a timing issue that you just need a little bit longer to reach the goal and everything you're doing seems to be working, then keep doing it and just give yourself more time. And that's not failing. That's just adjusting a goal, which is totally fine. But if we come back to my half marathon, there's a bunch of things I could do differently. A lot of the years I was trying to run it, I wasn't doing any strength training. I was telling myself I should do strength training all the time and then just not doing it because I was telling myself I was too busy to it. This time around, what's different is I've been doing strength training for a year now. And now I'm starting to train on a much stronger base than I've ever had. And I plan on continuing the strength training while I train for this half. And I think it will be very different. Now, will I make two hours? I don't know. Stay tuned and find out. (laughs) I'll talk to you after the first week of May and tell you if I did. But I think because I am approaching it quite differently, I think I have a lot better chance of doing it. And I have a lot better chance of getting through the training without injuring myself because I've been really working on all my little stabilizer muscles and stuff like that. So how could you approach this goal differently? Is it that you need a different skill that you want to work on? Is it that you need to figure out a way to take different actions and be consistent with them? Figure out what are you going to do differently? Again, it's not wrong that you didn't reach your goal with what you were previously doing. It just gives you information. You know what doesn't work. Number six, reset your goal with the new plans. So be like, okay, what am I reaching for? What sort of time frame and what am I going to be doing to get there? restate it to yourself write it down you could even tell a friend now this feels scary right if you tell people about your goals and then what if you don't make them but research says if we tell people about our goals we're far more likely to reach them so tell a friend about it and remember the only scary thing would be what you say to yourself if you don't make it your friend's not going to get angry at you it's what you say and then seven use the goal to move yourself forward not hold yourself back Always look at how you're using that goal with yourself. Am I using it to move myself forward? Or am I using it against myself in ways that might be holding me back? All right, I'm going to run through those again. Remember, number one, that goals are arbitrary. It's all arbitrary. It's all made up. So make up something else. Number two, step back and release judgment. Number three, refresh why you wanted the goal in the first place. Number four, be curious about why it didn't happen. Was it a time issue, an action issue, or a skills issue? number five plan on doing something different number six reset your skill with the new plans and then seven use a goal to move yourself forward not hold yourself back all right I hope that was really helpful for you like I said at the beginning I'm offering a back on track boot camp where you get an opportunity to work directly with me with a high level of support for two weeks to get yourself back on track building confidence building momentum towards your goals in a way that's simpler and easier than you ever thought possible. If that sounds amazing to you, come on over and join us. Head to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash bootcamp and join us. We'll talk to you soon. Have a fantastic day. Bye bye.